We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Hour number four, B. Mitchell Finley, 1067 The Fan. Vodka Red Bull Friday is powered by Scotty's Handcrafted Vodka. Scotty's Vodka is Maryland made, amazingly smooth, and loved throughout the DMV. And B. Mitchell Finley is presented by John Leahy and the Fine Living Group. Let the MVP of DMV Real Estate sell your home for more. Visit johnsellsdmv.com and check out that valuation tool. All right, go to the phone lines. Go to our MGM National Harbor listening line. And find out from all the guys what they want to know. You get to ask B. Mitch anything, ask me anything you want. Let's go straight to the phone lines, and we're going to start off with Scott in Arlington. What's up, Scott? How you doing, man? Hey, B. It's great to be on with you again. Thanks for taking my call today. I appreciate you, man. How you doing? Hey, I appreciate you. Hey, I don't know if I've ever heard you talk about this. So right back at the beginning of your career, that that 1990 team was solid, and. Uh, as a rookie, if it wasn't for the Giants and the 49ers, that might have been a Super Bowl team. But building on that, heading into the 91 season, you know, you took one to the house there in that home and opener against the Detroit, and it was off to the races. Oh, yeah. Uh, wanted to ask you, was there a moment in that 91 season where you just knew you were part of something special and you knew that team could go all the way? Well, I think early on, we, we kind of – Coach Gibbs was so humble and he always wanted to keep us down and – uh, I remember it was, um, oh, man, what's his name? Buckhands had said that Playboy said we were favored to win, to, to go to the Super Bowl. Coach Gibbs said, look, <laughs> look at your sources. But he tried to play it down, and then he told us, he said, depending on how many games you all win, it's going to be how many days you get off for the bye week. Yeah. And we were 7-0 and for the bye week. And he gave us a day, and then he had us come in for two days. And he, he didn't give us seven straight, but we ended up getting seven days in those that bye week and the extra the next week, so he he, he basically he knew if he let us go for seven days we we're gonna have a problem. But when yeah. we when we got to like ten and 0, 11 and zero, we knew we were special. But we also had to fight against that that you know getting complacent and thinking we were too good and didn't have to work. But we had Monty Coleman there to remind everybody every day about yeah. you know we haven't done anything yet. He, but he was like make some sacrifices if you win this Super Bowl it'll last a lifetime. And Monty Coleman did not lie because people yep. still remember that Super Bowl and many people believe that team was the best team ever. Oh, yeah, me too. I'm still smiling about that magical season and so appreciate you and I know better days are ahead. All right, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Thank man. you very much. Yeah, and I talk about that, man. I love that year, but that was a special year. You come in and you got a lot of veteran players who, who took the young guys and basically taught them. And as they told us, they it was important to have myself and Kerry Conklin and and uh, Andre Collins around because 
we made them feel young. You know, we kept them youthful, and they got us to grow a lot quicker than we would have ordinarily done when you didn't have a lot of veteran players around. So special, special year, and uh, hey, one of the best, I think, ever in uh, this Washington franchise history. Let's go to Pat in uh, Spotsylvania. What's up, Pat? How you doing, man? Hey, B-Mitch. How you doing? Happy Friday to you. Same to you, brother. Hey, so quick. I have two quick questions. One, between you and Doc, who, who would win in a race right now if you guys were just put on the cleats and just, you know, sprint like uh, do a 40-yard dash? Man, I beat Doc so far as to be ridiculous. <laughs> he, he got me by a few years, so, you know, I got to give it. Doc is like 11 years old, 11, 12 years older than me. Got it, got it. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you got to make sure that one stays uh, <laughs> stays, stays that way for a while. Um, the other question I have for, it looks like, you know, from what we're hearing, Sam Howe has the upper hand as far as we can hear um, from being the QB1. Like, h- how confident are you if he is the QB1? You know, do you think we'll be a, a winning team next year? I mean, do you think we have a chance with the enemy? I know we're a week out from his press conference, and he did awesome, and I think we have the, a great mindset at the – the offensive coordinator spot, but how confident are you that he can, you know, Sam Howe can can really, with the weapons we have, be be a winner, um, well, like, know, unlike the other quarterbacks we've I had. I think if he, um, if, he, if he were to win the job and they go with him, they're going to have a lot of faith in him. Now, I've heard a lot of players talk about Sam, you know, uh, on record and off record, and they all seem to be very, very impressed with him. Uh, I remember watching him as, uh, the year before he came out in college, and the guy was unbelievable. You know, and then like people, then he lost all that talent. And when you lose a lot of talent around you, your play is going to drop because the guys that's replacing the good guys, they can't play up to a certain level. I, I believe they could because we look at last year, some of these games that they lost, they probably shouldn't have lost. And I think the defense is strong enough to hold them in games. But I believe Sam is as mobile. He's mo- more mobile than uh, Taylor. And hell, Taylor stopped running. And I think he has a much stronger arm. So I believe. All that together can help him out. But, you know, he ha- he's going to have to win it. I-, I don't think they could just go give him something. I still believe when you get something given to you, you don't really understand how hard it is to get it, and you don't work the same way. But when you work for it and you see it, you go out and work your butt off the rest of your career, and then you reach goals that you probably never thought you could. Definitely. Last quick thing I'll say is I'm excited for the red zone play calling this year. Um, I'm really excited. You know, some of the creativity Kansas City's had over time. Yeah. I'm hoping that the enemy brings that over here because we just look stale in the red zone this past season. So that'll be exciting. But thanks, be much. Appreciate your I time. Mean, appreciate you. And I think a lot of what Eric does will just make the guys have a lot more fun. You know, when I was in uh, Philadelphia with Andy, and I, I've said this on the air many a times, when I would, he'll be talking to me about a play and I'll draw up something and Next week, boom, it's in the game plan. You know, what else? How else can you make your people feel that they're a part of this thing other than that? So uh, I really believe that if he learned a lot from Andy, he comes in, they're going to have some of those plays, and everybody on the field will get a chance to touch the football, which is going to make a hell of a difference on this team. All right, let's go to Alex in Upperville. What's up, Alex? How you doing, man? Hey, B. Mitch, I enjoyed your segment with uh, Chris Russell yesterday. Uh Uh-huh. Um. Now, um, I want to know, he said a couple times after his shift on the radio, he was met by a couple of Dan Snyder's goons that uh, gave him a list of things that he couldn't, couldn't, couldn't say on the air. Um, do you think that's true? Uh, how big were these guys, and where do you think this happened at? I don't know if that's true or not. If Chris said it, I'll have to believe it, but I wasn't around him. I don't know. 
You know, I, I'll just say this. I know a lot of people have said a lot of things. Ain't nobody else say no goons came up on them, so I don't know about that one. What would you do if a goon came up on you and yeah, give he, you he, a list? He better come correct or he going to get a list. <laughs> I guarantee you that. All right, thank you. All right, man. Appreciate you. Chris Russell is known for saying a lot of things. <laughs> like what? Just wildly <laughs> making things up. Let me I don't just say I don't think he gonna send people on people like myself because like my background is not one to be coming up just walking on me with some BS like that. Right. That we'll have an issue. But if you did walk up to Chris Russell, you could intimidate him. He's an intimidatable guy. He is? Oh so, yeah. I, did he stop saying the stuff he was saying? He might have. He was intimidated. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's go to Laurel. Check out my guy, Smitty. What's up, Smitty? How you doing, man? How you doing, brother Brian Mitchell? How you doing this beautiful rainy Saturday? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Speaking of which, Files and Ray, did you like playing in the rain back in your uh, playing football days or no? Do, I, do you say what you say again? Did you like playing in the rain, football? Oh, you know, it didn't make me you know, a difference. Your... I, I think, like, when it when it first starts to rain, you know where you're going so you can understand yeah. how to set yourself up. The guy that has to react to you and has to do that, that sudden movement, they slip more than the guy running the football. So, <laughs> like, a coach has always told you just you got you to adjust your speed in the in, the, in the rain, just like on the, in the, when you're driving a car. When you're driving a car right. and it's raining, you can't be going out there 60 miles per hour trying to do some stuff. Drop it down about oh, 45, no. 50, you can work it out. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That's it. Thank you, my friend. I'll be calling you again. Thank right, you, sir. Bro. Take care, Smitty. Yep. Yep. All right, we're going to go down to Palm Beach. Check out that. Oh, man, I know who this is. Y'all <laughs> call the rub it in. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Ben Mitch, my name is Danny from Palm Beach. Yeah, I, my, my yeah, asking, Danny, I picked up that. I'm is, looking at Palm Beach asking, with a 917. That's a New York damn number. <laughs> my, my, my Ask Beamage question is, how many drinks over under do you think JP will have this weekend, and how many strokes does he need to give me per side? I'm going to go over under. Oh, Lord, it's a whole week. Y'all go Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Y'all come back Monday? We fly back Monday morning. Oh, Love man, I'm going over under 30. I'm going 35. I'm going over. <laughs> and and uh, JP needs to give you the same amount oh. of strokes he always asks me about. Danny's giving me, dude. No way. No, no way. No, JP, you what got – hey, Danny, Danny give him one aside. That's what I give him. Give him one aside? Hold yeah. on. Your boy CJ, CJ's right here. Siege, what's no up, man? No strokes for me, my brother. I, I'm kind of no pissed strokes. off. I didn't get the invite. I'm just – I'm, I'm going to choke all y'all when y'all get back. <laughs> we, we deserve it. <laughs> You're the best, D-Mitch. We'll talk all right, man, y'all take care. All right, bye. <laughs> I'm looking at this – Danny Palm Beach it is 917. I know who that is. They thought they had me. All right. Steve in Sterling. What's up, Steve? How you doing? Actually, Mitch, anything. How's it going, Brian? Doing good, man. You just talking about Monty Coleman. Oh yeah. Uh my I believe the most underrated player for the, the skins during the Gibbs era. Um, I believe Monty Coleman would have been great in today's game covering the, the tight ends and the backs. And um, just wondering, what's Monty up to these days? Is he still in the area? I think Monty, no, Monty is back in, um, in he was at Arkansas Pine Bluff for a while coaching. Right. I think he's retired yep. from that now. Uh, he was right. here for the alumni weekend during the season. Uh, still looked like he could play ball. <laughs> he got about ball 30, still got 36-inch waist. You know, at 250-something pounds, 240. Now he, he slimmed up a little bit. But uh, Monty, man, yeah. listen to me. The first time I beat Monty in a one-on-one drill, I, that's when I knew I arrived because that dude ran four-five, 
He was like 6'3", 6'4". He was about 251. And he, you move, he was right there with you. I didn't you – know, wasn't no tight ends going to beat him. Right? Like, talk, huh? He was a safety in college. Well, he sure grew up to be a, a grown uh, – yeah, like we he, say. He was Brian, he was Brian Urlacher before Urlacher came He out. was a he grown man, though. He, like, that dude, oh, he, he was never Palmer. out of position. And I always told right. – I told JP this. If he can get a fingertip on you, he'll push you to the ground. He was that strong. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. Thanks, Brian. All right, man. Appreciate you. Ask B. Mitch anything. 1-800-636-1067. Man, so many damn buttons and everything to push when JP not around. I got, I'm hitting all kinds of stuff over here, man. I was about to take my water and, and hit the, the, the mouse with it. <laughs> I don't want to see any sparks going on over here. So, but you know, hey, man, bringing back up that stuff like Monty Coleman, um, that that nineteen ninety one football team, and I'm asked so many times about you know, man, like people they understand my mindset on the football field and how I was, but I learned so much from all those guys, and I think the the the, the luxury that I had, I got in here and I was behind guys like Ernest Bynum, Gerald Riggs, Kelvin Bryant was on his team, Reggie Dupont with the SMU was here, Tom Brown was on his football team. Uh, looking at Monty Coleman was on his team, Daryl Green, you know, Tim Johnson, who's now a preacher down in our Florida, you know, Charles Mann, all these names that are also outstanding gentlemen and men. You know, I think that right there is the thing that kind of molded me a little bit. But I kept a piece of the wild side, though, and they always would tell me about it. But I, and eventually I remember one day I was talking to Tim. He said, man, you know what? I used to not understand you. Now I do. Because I told him, I said, look, bro, I'm going to respect you, but I'm not going to be afraid of you. I don't care how big you are, who you are. And if you come at me the wrong way, I'm going to put you in check real quick. Because some of the guys on the team who came to me to talk to me about certain things, and they came at me the wrong way, I had to tell them some things in the B-Mitch talk, which many of my friends can't believe I don't slip up on the air and say a lot of the stuff I normally would say. But I had to let them know. But I still respected those guys because they believed in me and they gave me a lot of guidance that took me a long way. So you don't play 14 years in this league just off of talent. You got to also understand everything that comes with that talent, what's expected of you, and what you got to do when people are not looking. You know, so I, I thank all those guys because if I had come in here in this day and age with these young dudes, everybody on the team young, I'd have had a hell of a problem. Let's go to uh, back to Laurel. Check out Lou. What's up, Lou? How you doing, brother? Hey, hey. What's up, Mr. Mitchell? How are you, sir? I'm chilling, man. How you feeling? Oh, man, I'm feeling good. Hey, I just wanted to ask you something and then listen on, listen off the air. Um, why can't we recruit and why can't we find players like we did like in the 80s and 90s when we found people like, um, you know, Ricky Sanders, Gary Clark, and folks like that? You know, it's like, what is wrong with the scouting? All I, right, I'm going to hang up and listen. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's necessarily something wrong with scouting. Um, I, I'm going to say this, and I don't care if coaches get mad or not. The coaches in my era didn't take things personal. The coaches from back then were able to have an argument with the player, and it's over with, just like you have an argument with your brother or, you know, or your sister, and it's over with. Uh, coaches today, they seem to be afraid of someone that's not afraid of them. 
And I think when it comes down to scouting sometimes, we, we social media and all of the stuff we can find out everything, it's very beneficial. But everybody that made a mistake once is not going to always be that person. You know, I played with a lot of guys who had made mistakes, but they were no longer that guy. And a lot of coaches were able to look past that or they put you with someone that will try to, they, they, they felt can guide you. Listen, when I left Philadelphia and went to New York, you know who they put my locker right next to? They put me next to Jeremy Shockey. And I said, well, why y'all putting me next to him? Well, we, we know how you used to be and how you were, but I think he'll listen to you. So I got there, and Shockey, first day, hey, let's go out, B-Mitch. I said, nah, not tonight, dog. And I said, maybe you should just come in early tomorrow. But I gave him some pointers of how to handle things and do things, and Shockey started to roll in early uh, on meetings. And then I told him, I said, look, if you feel like you're getting home too late and you're going to go home and go to sleep, drive in the parking lot, and when I get here, I'll come wake you up and make sure you go in the in the, in the building and put you in that damn sauna so you can get whatever out of you. He was not late for meetings anymore. He was showing up for his meetings and things. It's just that I think today coaches today are just not as strong as the men that were leading men back in the day. A lot of these dudes play this little political game. Ooh, I don't know what that is. They play this political game, and they – they want to promote themselves and present themselves a certain way, but they're not the leaders that they claim they are because they can't handle anybody that's going to question them. And I think if if you're dealing with grown men at this level, they're going to question you sometimes, and you have to understand that as a coach. Listen, these are professional athletes. You roll in here as a coach for the first time. You might have never played. Oh, they're going to ask you questions, and a lot of coaches can't handle that, point blank. Let's go to Crank in Seattle. What's up, Crank? Uh, it's Crank. Crank. But, uh, What's up, brother? Yep. Uh, I was just wondering if you knew anything about back in the 80s, how they invited people to the Washington Redskins only to arrest them if they had warrants. You got any good stories about that? Ooh, I wasn't here in the 80s. I don't know about that one. They did? Yeah, I didn't know. You heard you that for any... real? Yeah, no, look it up. Wow, they I would invite people to it. come try out to arrest them? No, uh, to come see the games, like fans. So they'd show up to grab their free ticket. Well, shouldn't them and, fans uh, know, man, if you got somebody looking for you, you don't show up in no public place. Right? <laughs> Crazy. Just wow. think about how in demand this franchise was when they would risk getting arrested to go see a game. Damn, you serious. But think about that, though. They will risk going to jail to go see the team play. People would put – they would have those those tickets in divorce cases. They would put the tickets in their wheels. Now look at where we are. Things have to Great. change. Things have to change. Oh, yeah. Appreciate you, Big man. Time. Oh, yeah. That tells you a lot about what the hell has transpired, man. God, dog. That is cray-cray. Let's go to Fredericksburg. Check out Brendan. What's up, Brendan? How you doing, brother? All right, so I got two questions. But first, that guy is right. That was reported that the chief of police at the time got creative and sent out free tickets to people that were skipping out on warrants and they would show up for the practice and uh, or show up for whatever. But my here's my two questions. <laughs> One, what's the best fight you ever witnessed with teammates or, you know, in locker rooms or whatever? And then two, out of all the teammates you had, 
who was the one guy that you think could go to the UFC in their prime, kind of like Greg Hardy's doing and Brian Westbrook? What was it? Brian Westbrook. Well, Michael Westbrook. Michael Westbrook. Westbrook. Michael Westbrook. Michael Westbrook. Yeah. Who 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 out of your teammates was the baddest guy that could have done that? I think Brian Dawkins, if he wanted to, could do that. That's when I was in Philly, though. But Brian Dawkins definitely All could. Right. Uh, and then, did also, you see any Wilbur Marshall, fights? Wilbur Marshall and, and uh, Ernest Biner had a fight, and uh, both of them know karate, and that was some. That was like I, I thought I was watching the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was That's they, they were they were dropping down in in little stances and doing certain moves and stuff, and I'm like, and they tell my man stop him. I'm like, you out your damn mind? They both know karate. What the hell am I gonna do? Walk over there and get beat up? No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> but those That's two dudes, good. they would battle every day though, every day. All right, I appreciate you, the, appreciate you, man. That's some creative stuff right there. You go invite guys to a game to a wrestle, but you know what? Do you know the Redskins never had called you ever in your life? Now they gonna call you and offer you a ticket. You should have known something was up. Let's take a break. When we get back, we'll continue on with this. We got a few more calls. We got Rick in DC, Paul in Bowie, and I think we got somebody calling. I don't want to say the name because a lot of times people call from a number and they don't want you to know that name. They give you another one. He mentioned Finley, 1067 the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.